Your support helps us bring fresh voices, new voices, and credible voices. Support Mind Podcast by clicking on support the Mind Podcast link on mind.net. You can also write to us at info at mind.net about any other way you would like to support Mindmakers. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Mind Podcast 79.0, your weekly source for news, views, and analysis and analysis of news. This is Adit Kapadia, once again, welcoming you on a bright and sunny summer day from Houston. Of course, you can't see the glorious sunshine outside, but wherever you are, I hope it's beautiful, uh, just like Houston right now. Uh, together with me, Arsananda Vashisht and Pramod Kumar Buravalli. How are you guys doing? Good, how are you? Pretty good. Been keeping up with the Olympics. Yeah. Yes. So much fun. Yes. Finally, <clears throat> India filled the medal route with yeah. Sakshi Malik first getting a bronze in wrestling and then PV Sindhu, uh, spectacular silver. They yes. say spectacular silver because she pretty much pulled off an upset. But from what I've seen, we can't even call it an upset against a way. No, she was against world number one. Uh, no, not in the final. I'm saying in the semi-final. In the semi-final. Where, where she beat the Japanese. She did the, so well in Who was higher ranked than her too. Yeah. And she won, of course, India's highest individual medal uh, because Saina Nehawal won bronze last time in the London Olympics. And then the women shufflers of India are, are uh, special. Like, I mean, they are getting medals left, right, and center. And I hope yeah. this changes into a badminton highest, culture. Highest uh, medal in badminton. In badminton, yeah. yes. Highest individual medal. Bad- medal in badminton. And if I'm not mistaken, it's also highest individual medal, medal, medal for a female athlete. I don't yes, think a female athlete has gotten a silver yet. And she's the youngest um, Indian, uh, youngest Indian athlete to... Which actually, can I tell you, it's a good thing because uh, if you look at Simon Barnes from US Yeah, and stuff, they're all 18. Yeah, 19. people get medals when, because that's when you're in your prime. Yeah. You're 18 through yeah. 25. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. good that she's getting she's gotten a medal at 21. Wonderful, but in India it takes longer time. It's so much struggle. No, but then also it goes to show that her preparation time to get to here started mm-hmm. by probably eight to ten years prior. Oh yeah, absolutely. Other, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. She has been training with Gopi yeah. Chand for good 11-12 years now. So I, I would say in, in the next 10 15 years, you would certainly see a resurgent. I mean, I was talking to my mother the other uh, night after Sindhu's victory that how uh, Saurav Ganguly and then now Dhoni and then Virat Kohli's generation have turned around Indian cricket to into such a powerhouse because yeah. of various different reasons. Yeah. But the confident new India you see in cricket, you see in shuttle, you yeah. see in uh, wrestling and some other core areas, like 10 sports uh, fields, if you look at uh, wrestling, you look at uh, badminton, you look at um, boxing, um, uh, archery, shooting, there are uh, 10 areas, there are 10 areas we are really good at. If you concentrate your eggs in that basket and you make sure that there is at least 40 to 50 crore rupees per medal invested, mm-hmm. somebody came up with that map. It doesn't really, I don't know how to quantify that, but specifically if you concentrate on these 10 areas, certainly by the time Tokyo comes in and another 2024 Olympic comes in, India would be at a position, it's now at 60th position with just two medals. Mm-hmm. I was looking at who are at uh, 50 and below. They're all people with just one gold and no silver and bronze. Yeah. So all you need is to take that leap to go from 60 to uh, 50th position and below. And when you get to 10 medals, Rindaji, and probably one or two golds, you propel yourself to under 25. Mm-hmm. So there is really not that big of a competition. I mean, to break into top 10 is going to be the next 30 to 40 year challenge. When a yeah. ne- next generation of kids, the kids like us who went into engineering and so many mm-hmm. different fields out of so many uh, compulsions, 
will have wider choices yeah absolutely see there are two things here first of all is the concentration of sports and stuff like that uh, the, the thumb rule should be that the sports where you have gotten medals in historically you should be getting the same amount of medals that you got last time yeah. and that should be the goal so ideally we should have already gotten six medals like what we did last time and then gone up from six now i know it's easier said than done but i'm i'm saying that is the only reason that is the only way you're going to get cumulatively second thing um you know we talk about sports infrastructure and stuff but there is no sports culture in schools okay now i am going out on a limb here and i love my high school and stuff but i can tell you my school was not at all encouraging about sports if people you, and you ask kids if they want to take a week off and it's not like a national championships and stuff if you're studying in Ahmedabad they'll be in Ahmedabad they'll be in Gauhati they'll be in Bihar they'll be you know some sometimes in Maharashtra somewhere so you have to travel and it takes about a week you have to train yeah. if you go to schools is every school going to give you that week off I can bet you no most schools won't and that is the problem if you go to if you go to schools here in US and most of these people are in high school start training in high school middle school that's when you start like um uh, getting these sports so the problem is and i i actually want to give out a shout out to adipa karmagar as well here yeah. because we haven't mentioned her she came, mentioned so, close. About, so, she yes. came so close and for a sport that has zero infrastructure in india and i would really hope that a lot of young girls yes. do take to um gymnastics um after her uh, after her success but here is the problem in indian schools unless sports becomes part of the curriculum and parents see that there is something to be gained out of school for uh, out of sports for children only then will they allow um, uh, children to go to sports so it's a very convenient punching bag to say that parents don't allow sports i will tell you why parents don't allow sports i mean it has both sides of the problem have to be yeah. um, assessed parents why do parents want their children to get careers like going to medicine or going to engineering i know it's become a butt of jokes if you're an indian all you want to do is become a, a doctor engineer or, engineer or, a doctor. or this thing the real reason for this is in a huge populated country like that if a parent is wanting for his child to be in a career where he is um, assured of some job or assured of some um, you know money in return that is what the a middle class parent will do so what can we do we can make sports as equally something that you know children can have a career in no no i'll tell you it, this is not just for sports it's for music also it's for fine arts also in in schools you don't see a program for fine arts you mm. don't see a program for sports these should be electives right there in middle school and you should have a grade for it there should be a grade in the report card that should go for no, it no and, and we, we we were told like when we were growing up you know we had to do short put and discuss throw and stuff in school and you know done but it was never taken seriously no, it was just no, done no, for no. the heck of it it was never thought कि हमारा बच्चा जाके कंपेटिटिवली स्कूल्स को रिप्रेजेंट करेगा। बच्चों को थोड़ा ब्रेक चाहिए इनको जरा खिलाओ यहाँ पे यू नो इन यूएस देर आर नेशनल लेवल कॉम्पिटिशन एन सी डब्ल्यू कॉम्पिटिशन फॉर कॉलेज किड्स फॉर स्विमिंग डाइविंग एंड स्टफ लाइक दैट टिल यू गेट दैट इन इंडिया वेर कॉलेज आर सेंडिंग देर कम्पिटेटिव थिंग्स नहीं होगा एंड अनदर थिंग इज एंड दिस इज द सिंपल थिंग नथिंग सक्सीड लाइक सक्सेस ओके वेल 
people see and that's a natural tendency ki no you know we are busting our butts off and yeah. working this aur kuch wahan pe mil raha hai to we'll yeah. go um, now i'll tell you i'll give you when i sunanda i always quote uh, sachin story in front of sunanda when he was learning he used to play seven games in a day like ek jagah pe batting khatam ki his coach would take him on a scooter and get it to another oh, yeah. another game and because his school was further away he moved from out from his parents house went to his uncle and aunt's place and used to walk from dadar and you know so so that i'm saying that sacrifices were even made and because we got a sachin tendulkar the you know cricket like yeah. jumped in so you you need, we need hero indian sports he needs, needs heroes. heroes so sindhu is one such hero and if you read a brilliant profile that harita pasarla has written and i think it's the finest profile across the board in anything that she has written from her parents made equal sacrifices absolutely it is not yeah. easy to make an olympian that's what so i was coming to make an olympian like that so her parents made equal sacrifices so for other parents also to feel but you know why her parents also made it because they were sportsmen themselves so that's also another no but sunanda you have to understand there are so many parents i know where whose kids are in school sports college sports and they are making tons of sacrifices yeah. here so it's not just about so i wish there was a way for um, so a lot of parents will say that even if the child has a spark they don't know it so it is for someone to identify that spark we need those institutions yeah, but, and, and some, where sparks can be identified this child has a uh, gopichand uh, realized the spark in young sindhu when she was barely not even a teenager 11 or 12 years old he realized that she had a um, spark so somebody has to um, sachin's um, guru who he always he realized that he had a um, but then again the next generation is too good i'll tell yeah. you in my i play, played cricket professional cricket i played and represented clubs mm-hmm. i played and represented my own engineering department and uh, i was a wicket keeper and i was a batsman but then there were so much of talent even yeah. in cricket that i used to feel one of my friends did not even have the uh, financial capability to afford good shoes i mean he was a bowler yeah. such a good bowler adit he ended up representing our college but he couldn't afford his own yeah. shoes and i gave him my money and i gave him um, yeah. you know but same thing is for fine arts also i so, do want to put it out there i had a special uh, missing then for a little thing for um, fine arts so i used to sing a little and i used to play a little so then my mother said okay theek hai she has a school mein to koi tha hi nahi there was no infrastructure for um, fine arts sports ka to fir bhi you know there is one sports teacher fine arts ka there is zero at least in uh, yeah. you know at the time i was in school yeah. there was nothing so then i had a thing for a little thing for sports thing so my mother said okay fine let's uh, let's send her to a sitar class because she'll be so i learned sitar for this thing by the time 8th 9th grade came around 10th grade are are ab 10th ke boards hain that's it quit yeah. sitar quit everything quit everything go and study and this thing because people didn't realize that you could you know and uh, you know that's that's where that talent so ended I'll right there something i i i actually wrote this in my piece that it is difficult to motivate a kid or parents to go and give sacrifices in a sport or a way where they are not going to come to anything mm-hmm. ki aapko pata hai ki lakh mein se sirf ek hi banda hai mm-hmm. and uh, if you see in an example say for an IPL there are more 100 players yeah. so there are just when you say play cricket it's the reason why i and i always have to get into arguments with people who are saying that oh indians only watch cricket that's why thing i was like how many people you how many of you like over here in uh, in us if you talk to people what javelin throw and weightlifting no. after the olympics no one does no. people watch american football which is medals are yes America. and which is not even in the olympics the bottom line is not uh, looking the bottom Ma- and the bottom line is you have to 
get financials into sport you have to get private players into sport. i think that is happening at this indian badminton league i've seen uh, some uh, debate going on that there's mm-hmm. a new badminton league in which pv sindhu represents one team uh, some chennai team or something i, yeah, I, I don't yeah, know the exact yeah, and then yeah. saina nehwal represents the other team mm-hmm. the other girls jala gutta and yeah. then they're all captains in that so that is where kabaddi league uh, mm-hmm. harita was talking about yeah, the kabaddi indian league. kabaddi league that has just taken the mm-hmm. uh, and uh, game same to the next for um, same for wrestling in um, i did see soccer which which happening all hockey. everyone can hate the ipl but they are all following the ipl model mm. you know as long as as long as there is no cronyism as long as talent comes out from small towns tier 2 cities that is where the real talent exactly. and the middle talent will come from no so so this is this is a good point and then we are going to move on to the next topic but before that do you guys think we need a sports ministry does india need a sports so. ministry so. there are yeah. some areas that you should let it uh, we don't need a merit. sports ministry we don't need an inb ministry no we don't minority, need a culture ministry minority affairs minority affairs what is minority affairs so <laughs> who is a minority i know i am a minority, minority in kashmir i know ah. so kya mujhe so, this is this is rubbish so there are three or four ministries that i would uh, right now tell mr yeah. narendra modi that you really finance. want to do who needs a finance what is yeah. finance what is finance no but it actually be a chief economic advisor yeah. finance ka matlab kya hai paisa mm-hmm. lana paisa ko chukana budget <laughs> dena ha budget dena no but um, that's so something someone told uh, was telling about the sports ministry and things that Uh, because i was talking about that bcci i have questioned them so many times but the only reason why they are doing good is they are outside of government control now ye baat alag hai ki usme sab politicians hai and i although the justice noda committee overreached some of their observations i agree with there should be a 75 year limit there should be a term limit and someone who is in active politics or in active ministerial duty should not, should not be a part of uh, bcci that Absolutely. is i i don't mind you know resign from your lok sabha seat and be a part of bcci and why do you want to do both so that i agree with i think they might have over but you also have to realize that bcci is well managed they have taken cricket to everywhere in india and they have also not ensured that the ex players are not uh, in terrible conditions they have pen- pensions and stuff like that that is something that should happen an athlete who has represented you in the olympics should not be on the streets i mean and i'm using that as a metaphor i'm not saying literally but yeah i think olympic india should be the next biggest target for whoever it is whether it is the government's priority and under narendra modi or under mm-hmm. respective state governments who feel yeah. that that is a very big way their state can be showcased into the outside world because you know your strength is this is not about just a sport or winning a medal it is about endurance it is about creating infrastructure mm-hmm. instead of creating a big um you know road or instead of creating a big uh, you know uh, office park why don't you sp- create a small olympic f- training facility yeah. and and, no. and one last thing and i always get into arguments with people over this they say that oh the focus should be on rural sector xyz and olympics is oh you know nothing but uh, tamasha and stuff like that i tell them most of these athletes athletes come from very poor backgrounds a lot of them and when they are given a chance to represent when you go into leagues and they get financial benefits who is it benefiting you know so this rubbish about saying that oh don't focus on sports is also i don't think. and at the international arena your stature is not going to increase only when you have so many treaties signed hmm. so many nuclear weapons or it's so much of the gdp much, going yeah. it's this is all about your country stature going up yeah. if you are growing at 7.5% your medal tally should also grow by 7.5 by the way on a lighter note and now i'm moving on to the next topic i i find it a travesty that our highest sports honor is named after our finest sportsman rajiv gandhi 
राजीव गांधी खेल रत्ना इट कुड बी ध्यानचंद खेल रत्ना भाई राजीव गांधी खेल रत्ना राजीव गांधी खेल रत्ना बट इट ध्यानचंद खेल रत्ना ही वॉज आर्ग्यूबलीफॉर्चुनेटली how the people who have followed rajiv gandhi and i, I know today is his birthday mm-hmm. so i i think we we can talk uh, specifically things that he set out to achieve mm-hmm. at 40 becoming prime minister all of a sudden yeah. you know he had no intentions i'm sure of trying mm-hmm. to be prime minister anytime soon maybe at later later date after indira mm-hmm. gandhi would have retired mm-hmm. but all of that that thing in their family came very sudden and the gory death he met is not deserving of anybody you yeah. know and mm-hmm. uh, the service that he has given to india the uh, problems he faced in uh, the northeast mm. in sri lanka and the bravery with which he exhibited uh, in certain flashes of bravery i would mm-hmm. say and lot of national security issues have you have to give credit to rajiv gandhi he is deserving of bharat ratna he is deserving of everything i don't like this uh, post mortem on who deserved bharat ratna or who doesn't no, but somebody deserve. said na rajiv gandhi was the only prime minister to not give it to himself but i'll, I'll tell you <laughs> no, when, the other when, in his when, family when, but when we are going to discuss legacy of um, rajiv gandhi we have to do it with utmost sincerity yes and we also have to do it with utmost objectivity Correct. and that should be true for everybody any prime minister not just him and that should even be true for father of the nation mahatma gandhi Correct. so i when you talk about uh, uh, you know uh, legacy it has to be created and one of the legacies of um rajiv gandhi is the problem that we are facing right now again right now we are currently dealing with that and that is kashmir crisis the modern kashmir problem the modern kashmir is a historical problem since 1947 no doubt about it but the modern the architect of modern kashmir crisis which even mehbooba um, alluded to in her independence day speech which is well known is rajiv gandhi and i'll explain how in most people who follow kashmir they will tell you that the modern crisis that started in 1990 the terrorism that started after the election rigging that happened and who was responsible for that election rig- uh, this thing that was that rajiv that uh, cassette rajiv um farooq accord that happened you know there was this great thing but, but you are not blaming rajiv gandhi you are blaming the state under rajiv gandhi no i am blaming rajiv gandhi for it okay. i am blaming his short sightedness i am blaming the fact that he did not have good advisors for kashmir i am blaming the fact that um, jagmohan wrote an open letter to him which is available in the mm-hmm. um, uh, public domain about how he was systematically responsible responsible when he was the prime minister for turning a blind eye to all the um, um intelligence that was coming to him that kashmir is erupting kashmir is going to go in a fashion that we will not be able to bring it back so i i personally consider him responsible i consider two people responsible architects of modern kashmir crisis failure that is farooq abdullah whose son um, yeah. goes around saying that there are no political solutions but uh, no no there are po- no political solutions in of when he is in government. government there are only political solutions when he is in opposition no, he goes around saying that uh, you know whenever he is in uh, ndtv studios no whenever he is in opposition <laughs> there is very thin line between him and a separatist um so in all the years that he was in power in all the years that his father was in power and all the years that his grandfather was in power they never we never had any political solutions that they came up with but that is a different story but we're talking about rajiv gandhi here rajiv gandhi was 
the um, architect of uh, modern Kashmir crisis, that's for sure. He was also the architect of cronyism. Mm -hmm. It is also under him, if you start, cronyism did start under um, Indira with her kitchen cabinet and everything, but it flourished under Rahul Gandhi. This whole Dune school boy club and everyone who were with him in the college, in, the, in mm -hmm. school and everybody, they were given complete positions. They were given positions in the government which they did not deserve. Meritocracy went for um, so, um, a bit. Yeah. So that's one thing. And we can, when we talk about Rajiv Gandhi, we can never forget big corruption that happened under him, even though it was only 64 crores before. So, so two things. One is the uh, cronism that she said, and Tavleen Singh has beautifully chronicled it in Darbar. Darbar. You should see, because Darbar is a story of India, and Sunanda actually wrote a fantastic review of that also, which actually talks about what Darbar was about. That this cronism of uh, his friends, his cohorts, and the, the lucky elite as so you may call probably solidified the most during Rajiv's, Rajiv's time and the second thing was you cannot forget the Shahbano case oh, because absolutely. that opened a can of worms yeah. that India is still facing with it, you can also not forget uh, the Shahbano case it kind of led to it no? yeah. the Shahbano case led to it and the problems or it redefined Indian secularism yeah Right now, what we see of appeasement of the you know worst order when he went against its, his own MOS Home Affairs, who was making a statement on the parliament, but then you know they flipped and he resigned from it. Um, he went to uh, Supreme Court's decision was overruled just for a uh, just for a small amount of uh, the and it was in Rajiv Gandhi's tenure that Lal Krishna Advani came up with the term that we use so often now, but he used it for the pseudo-secularism. Because that is one that when that Indira would play your soft Hindutva card, which was, I mean, in fact, she would play hard Hindutva card also, you know, big right. time. She would right. play a Hindutva right. card big time. Hindutva was actually a prerogative that, of Indira Gandhi. That, that is what that I was time. mentioning as his lack of grooming. You know, she was grooming Sanjay Gandhi. Sanjay right. Gandhi's abrupt death uh, left a big vacuum and he was uh, brought in as a general secretary. He was not prepared. He was flying Indian Airlines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sure. uh, living a happy married uh, life. Yeah. When, but then he had no training. He had no, uh, I would say, I would say mentorship to mm. really learn the and art no of statecraft. no for it also. No, no flair. Not the art of state, statecraft that he would have really benefited yeah. from learning from Indira Gandhi had she been around. But again, all, all of that said, well taken, and uh, I give him credit for three things. One is the integrated missile development program that uh, got a big boost under him. It, it was started under Indira Gandhi, but it, mm -hmm. it did deserve a lot of, uh, uh, you, you, you have to give him credit for bringing in a lot of talent from the outside also yeah. to try to shore up that program, the Agni, mm -hmm. the Agni, Agni missiles, the Prithvi missiles. Mm -hmm. The second thing you have to give him credit for is the action in Sri Lanka. He did take a risk. There, it was not something that we had and paid done. for it and, and paid life. for it. Paid a heavy paid price it. for it. The mm -hmm. IPKF was something that we really shouldn't have sent in such a hasty mm -hmm. kind of. A, but that was his also that that award with Jayawardene yeah, right, and all that right, was right. not. So that, See, it was it also stemmed from uh, the naivety right. of old yeah. foreign policy. Sorry, go on. No, but he's he he probably again at age of 40 when you yeah. get in at such a traumatic period yeah, it was and then third thing you have to give him credit is for the rise of the BJP. Yeah. 
that oh he was only 40 and he was immature his amateurishness is not an excuse for his incompetence yeah and the nation should not have to pay price because i i i i don't sure i mean and he has this, you know i i i you know you, you cannot you cannot like but condemn what happened what the ltt did to him yeah. i mean it was horrible of what course. happened to him but before that his amateurishness needs to be criticized and just because he's a young leader belonging to one family does not make him the right to be the but only credit we can Sunanda give to Jee Rahul Gandhi and I mean to Rajiv Gandhi and with that we can end this um, this thing is that he did invent computers you didn't know that did you? <laughs> <laughs> no, Pramod's going to have a, a word about that oh after that. Damn. Before we get to our uh, next topic, um, I do want to say that this is Mindmakers production. This Mind podcast is brought to you by the Mindmakers team. This uh, podcast is produced and edited by Adit Kapadia with the help of our team in India. The panelists for the um, podcast are Adit Kapadia, Pramod Kumar Buravalli, and Sunanda Vashisht, which is me. So yes, um, Rajiv Gandhi, very uh, a troubled legacy. Some highs, lots of lows. Uh, promise a lot of promise when he won four hundred and thirty-four seats in nineteen eighty-four. But no malefied intentions. That is why I give him <laughs> more credit than. Of course, but again, good intentions does not mean huh. good. Good. I mean, good intentions are well, nothing. I mean, you know, Kashmir policy. We were talking uh, offline uh, also, Sunandaji. Uh, you know, who has been successful in Kashmir policy? Uh, well, thanks to his grandfather, no one. Well, nobody can. That is the <laughs> legacy we have to deal with. Kashmir is going to be like Kashmir policy is is going to be like America's Middle East policy. Yeah. Simple. I mean, it's going to be very tough, but I can see some change happening <clears throat> now. And the reason I'm saying is, I can see a lot more assertive center and a lot more assertive state. And the center and state are in sync over Kashmir, and that is a that is a unique. Uh, right. Thing, well, even when Farooq Abdullah was the CM and Vajpayee was the PM, and he was a part of the alliance, and from ninety nine to two thousand two, I don't think we right. saw such an assertive center yeah. and state together. And and that is largely to do. That is why I give the credit of yeah. uh, elevating BJP and uh-huh. now Narendra Modi to Rajiv Gandhi yeah. is because. Uh, of that pseudo nature he yeah. thought that was statecraft statecraft yeah. is which benefits india and hinduism or subtle soft mm. subtle whatever you call hindutva you know that is what he did not learn from his mother yeah. Her, his mother was the biggest hindutva supporter of nobody course. knows that uh, as much as i, I mean i can tell uh, so many instances but that he did not have that mentorship yeah. you know it happened quickly he just did not have that time to yeah. learn these things from her yeah. very unfortunate but, but you say that he did not invent computers how dare you <laughs> he did not invent blasphemy blasphemy uh, he didn't know, he could have ask any, ask, that kind of ask any nsui and any um, uh, youth congress person uh, they will uh, tell you that rajiv gandhi invented india mein computer kon laya rajiv gandhi laya 
but prob- probably they meant that computers were not there in mass even in the united states so he he brought in uh, you know only in india rajiv gandhi might be idolized for computers more over steve jobs and bill gates <laughs> i mean kya yaar computer kon but i have seen but rajiv gandhi was a very handsome yeah, man and yeah. i have seen him uh, there comes sonanda's positive part about rajiv gandhi yeah that's the only positive part about him but because i as a child as a child i saw him campaigning in kashmir once mm-hmm. he was wearing a shawl and he was i saw him in very close proximity and he was wearing a shawl and he was wearing and they had taught him two or three words in kashmiri to say mm-hmm. because he used to say because he kept saying that i'm from kashmir it was a cold day and my father took me to um because you know uh, my father always wanted me to get exposed to all these political values and everything it would have so been... i remember i saw him very handsome man very um, very genuine looking you couldn't yeah. see any you know so from policy was, as are... you said there was no uh, no ma- no malafide no intention but but the nation cannot pay price for um, somebody's uh, somebody being naive or uh-huh. somebody not having the sense he sh- if you were not up to it you could have always refused this was not Chalo, n- the um, divine right of since, since we went from policy to gene pool i want to change the topic now yes. <laughs> because we don't know where it will go now uh, so l- l- let's let let's let's get back to uh, yeah. you know from where he looked to how he looked to yeah. back to no, but I, uh, one thing but did he to... deserve bharat ratna i am going to go on the this thing and completely no, no, disagree with you no, that he no, did not he did. for india yes he does okay let's listen to uh, what but, our, but, our listeners no, but, but have to say thing. right Bhar- to us bharat ratna is a very subjective thing yeah. and whether i believe where he deserves it or not is a different thing and this was see in 2016 that's why we, we've all made up of course no i'm yeah. saying that we can i'm kind of torn about it like i'm i'm just not sure i think he does for what he did but then his legacy does not you know okay so, so dear legacy. listeners other than torn about it promote okay. things that he should have received a bharat ratna and i'm categorically saying that he was not deserving so, so, of bharat ratna or any such award because so we should rather than yes no we should have promote's position sunanda's position so, adil's position, position and the fourth have your own position write to us at yes. infoitmind.net so write to us and tell us what do you think absolutely i, I like that i like yeah. that so um quickly coming up to the news wrap up of the week urjit uh, patel appointed as the new rbi governor uh, will shobade write another column about him i don't know is he hot i haven't seen pictures oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that appointment i think goes to show that they are thinking out of box earlier the the probably uh, uh, assumption was somebody from sbi somebody i had from- heard about arvind subramanian even yesterday even some the thing is that this government just lets people they don't there is nothing you can hear from this government even yesterday i, I will not name the um, journalist he went to limits and arvind subramanian is the rbi governor <laughs> well that is again what is but ye legacy tab se shuru ho gayi na i think bhupendra chaudhary or someone it was uh, when modi was not being uh, appointed in june he said confirm no pm candidate 
it. Two months later, he was appointed as a PM candidate. Three months later, so ये होता है. You will never know what this government is. But they should have known. I'm saying this was indicated a year before the elections yeah. also that they are not going to give yeah, it. Yeah, but Arjit Patel, that's 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 an interesting. Arey, um, yeah, and and we are. I, I think we are making much. You know, uh, much ado about nothing. No, It's okay. Yeah. Let him. Let him go and yeah. then discuss. But the legacy. fact that he is the deputy uh, RBI governor means that he is in the system. No, he knows. He knows. क्रिटिसिजम parachuting people from the outside who yeah. basically come with these outlandish uh, ideas per se i'm not talking about agram rajan but i i think there are a lot of changes that in the next 10 to 15 years you will see if this narendra modi government continues on its path of radical reform which is to curtail the powers of behemoths that have existed and who continue to call themselves bharat bhagya vidata So yeah um interesting news of the week we there wasn't much political news i guess this week before we quickly move to the recommendations yeah. of this week um any any political news that you guys feel that we just need to mention or something or nothing nothing too significant Kashmir has been on a boil and we've been talking about it writing about it so um we will see where that goes mm. so other than that olympics has been in news and we already talked about um, mm. and then we are not talking about deliberately not talking right now about us elections because we are waiting to see see how the story pans yeah. out right now there is a battle of statues a horrible like an atrocious thing that is going on i mean this campaign from both sides has like plunged to all sorts of new depths but we'll uh, talk about that once the debate starts yeah. uh, which is about 2 or 3 weeks i think Yes. Yeah. So that you'll be there. So quickly promote and your recommendations for this week. Not uh, anything that I can recommend except I was busy watching some Olympic games mm. and uh, you know if there is any. You want to go and say that go watch PV Sindhu's um, games all over again. Uh, I was trying to do that. I was trying to do Saina Nehwal's games and also PV Sindhu's. Yeah, that's interesting. Olympic. I have a very very. Um, uh different kind of recommendation today and uh, this could also get me into trouble and um <laughs> you know uh, but that's okay uh, i would recommend everyone to watch sajad loan's interview with barkhada this time it is a fabulous interview i want to give a background sajad loan is a separatist his father abdul ghani loan was killed by pakistanis a pakistani terrorist but i would he's a separatist turn mainstream politician and a minister now now a minister in uh, this thing it is very important to hear what he says and then listen to what he does not say hmm. in those silences i would highly recommend that interview and to what sajad loan says how many days ago was this this was just two days two ago, days ago. I think she's on the plug. I plugged it also. It is very important that everyone he will give you the mindset of um, separatists because he's been there. He will tell you that how their children never go and uh, pelt stones. How it is the other people who are pelting stones. He will tell you how um, state has been handled. And this is a separatist point of view has now come in the mainstream. So if you're trying to understand Kashmir, it's a very important interview to watch. 
no ex- excellent point my i have uh, two recommendations today one because we were talking about the legacy of rajiv gandhi do read darbar mm. uh, by tavleen singh um, and uh, before i go to my second one sunanda what was that book from jagmohan uh, uh, that I my think, frozen turbulence my frozen turbulence i'm sorry i forgot the name that on kashmir if you haven't read uh, i have read i would say about half of it in excerpts i still have to read the other half may i'm going to get get borrowed from sunanda if she and has and my it. frozen turbulence is a tome it's really not a book it's a, it's, it's a, a huge thing mm-hmm. if you don't have time to read that or if that is going to take a while do go and google for the open letter that um, jagmohan wrote to rajiv gandhi mm-hmm. that is an eye opener that will just take 5 minutes of your time but mm-hmm. please go and read that 30 years ago 30 years ago mm-hmm. and uh, for my second recommendations we uh, prepared uh, i don't know if i already recommended it last week or something uh, but we prepared a list of uh, patriotic songs for independence day uh, and stuff if you haven't yet please go and uh, listen to that uh, thing it's on it's on the home page and in the featured articles it's eight or nine lovely songs i absolutely love them i'm sure yeah. sunan and promote do too and yeah. and just just play i mean you know get your ear, earphones out headphones out just play it it'll be a lot of fun so anyways that wraps up the podcast this week we'll be back next week with more fun stuff more uh, more trivia probably more polls <laughs> and uh, more questions and solutions hopefully uh, or probably we'll ask omar abdullah for solutions so we'll see how it is uh, till then this is a goodbye from adit kapadia we'll see we'll catch you next week